Welcome back to episode 71 of the FPL Draft Hub podcast. In this episode, looking ahead to game week 31. Welcome back to the FBL Draft Hub podcast, the podcast dedicated to the official FBL Draft game. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another roundup of waiver options, hidden gems and general draft chat ahead of game week 31. I'm going to say straight off the bat, I apologise if this podcast sounds slightly more lacklustre than usual. Uh, I have come down finally with COVID today after two years. I've uh, finally succumbed to it. I'm not feeling too bad at the moment, but uh, voice isn't quite up to usual scratch. Anyway, we're obviously coming through the international break this week and we are now truly in the run-in towards the conclusion of the 21-22 season. This season seems to have flown by and will be over in another blink of an eye, so there are not many more opportunities to rack up the points you need to win your leagues. Now is the time to make the bold moves you've been plotting as it's getting down to now or never time. This game week is a reasonably straightforward one to navigate following the string of blank and double game weeks there have been recently as there is just one additional match in the midweek with a massive relegation clash between Burnley and Everton. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include James Ward-Prowse, Maxwell Cornett, Nathan Aki, and a few more, so let's get into it. So let's have a quick look at the fixtures. Following the limited fixtures in game week 30, I'm sure there will be lots of managers looking to offload some players that wouldn't ordinarily find their way into your draft teams, with many looking to swap out Wolves, Leeds, Brentford, and probably Leicester players. In particular, I anticipate an exodus of Wolves, Leeds, and Villa players who only play twice up to game week 33, which if you compare that with Burnley players, they play five times in that same period, but it is Burnley. So some of the teams with quite uh, quite nice runs over the next few weeks, we've got Arsenal, who've got two OK fixtures against Palace and Brighton ahead of a double game week of Southampton and Chelsea. The only issue here is that three of the four fixtures are away from home, but if Arsenal do have serious plans on the top four, they need to continue picking up points. Man United are another team with four games in the next three game weeks with Leicester, Everton and then a double of Norwich at home and Liverpool away. Similar vibes to Arsenal given their lack of fixture last week, there could be some surprise availability in your waiver piles. Next is Leicester, similar to the aforementioned teams. They play United, Palace and then have a nice double of Newcastle and Everton, which is currently looking the nicest on paper for game week 33. Newcastle are another with a very nice uh, double in 33 of Leicester and Palace, which is just as attractive as Leicester's double I just mentioned. And I think it would depend on how these teams arrive into game week 33 as to who you'd fancy to fare better in those two games. Newcastle have the slightly um, difficult fixtures in the meantime, though, of Spurs and Wolves. Southampton um, also look okay. They've got Leeds, Chelsea and then double of Arsenal and Burnley. Uh, an okay run, but they will be without Brozier for that match against Chelsea, which will not do them any favours. But otherwise, I can see these games being ripe for some Southampton attacking returns. Finally, I have to mention Burnley. Um, sometimes quantity does win out over quality. The positives with Burnley are that you generally know who is going to play as there is very little rotation from Dyche. The run that Burnley have up until the end of the season is not bad at all and is easily the kindest compared with the other relegation scrappers. 
After they've got uh, Manchester City out of the way this weekend, the only top six side they have remaining are Spurs in game week 37, and they'll be hoping the league table is looking a lot calmer by that point. There aren't many teams that have particularly bad runs, but the only team I've really highlighted here are Everton, um, because I think a team in bad form is enough to make a run look bad. Pre-season, you might have considered um, they'd be a no-brainer to, to get in the Everton assets ahead of a double game week, but given how poorly they've been playing recently, uh, I don't think it's quite as straightforward. I'm fairly sure they will get mopped up this week as doublers are always hard to turn down, but I wouldn't even be sure who could play, especially coming out of the international break. There has been plenty of time for Lampard to draw up a new master plan, which sees them stave off relegation, and I think there's a good chance that plan will include a fair amount of rotation. So in terms of who you should be looking at on the waivers um, this week, I've highlighted the Man United defence, and I think regardless of United's patchy form, I still think their defence should be high on your priority list this week for the run they've got over the next few weeks. Looking um, slightly more short term, I've highlighted the Brighton defence, uh, I think I think are pretty decent for a one-week punt in their home match against Norwich, who I think it's now fair to say um, are relegated, having lost six Premier League games on the bounce. Your safest picks here are Veltman, Cucurella and Dunk, but I would also be reasonably sure Lamptey plays against this relatively weak opposition and would possibly have the most upside beyond a clean sheet. If you are looking to get in um, on the Everton action, I think the attackers are the way to go this week as I don't fancy their defence to keep teams out at the moment. I've selected Damari Gray because he's probably the only one to have some availability in the leagues out there. But personally, I'm not keen on any of the Everton players until the tide starts to turn for them. For Burnley, it seems reasonable to have a look at Maxwell Cornet again. Uh, in 10 team leagues, he's he's available in about three quarters of leagues out there. In fact, just over that. Um, and I think if he's fit, he plays. Um, he's still, for me, the most talented player in that Burnley squad. And if Burnley, you know, do hope to stay up, um, I think they're going to need to see some uh, some big performances from Cornet before the end of the season. Another player worth mentioning, I think, is James Ward-Prowse, who has been slowly uh, getting offloaded after the last few weeks as the fixtures change. But I think looking ahead at the next three or four fixtures, James Ward-Prowse could be one that comes out on top amongst the uh, middling midfielders. Just a few hidden gems, um, mostly from Burnley. So if you're looking at picking up any of their defenders, Connor Roberts and uh, Taylor are both uh, only taken in around 3% of leagues. Likewise, up front, Rodriguez uh, is only taken in around 8% of leagues. So if you are short of a, of a striker, he should be getting enough minutes over the next five games to keep you satisfied. And then another defender just to uh, pay attention to is Nathan Aki for Manchester City who is free in about 95% of 10-team leagues, very likely to play due to the injuries to Diaz uh, and now Stones, meaning that him and Laporte, I think, are the only um, the only fit centre-backs remaining. And with their game against Burnley, it's not a bad fixture to bring him in, even if it ends up just being a one-week punt. My most hidden gem pick this week is another Burnley defender, and that's Kevin Long. With me injured and Deputy Nathan Collins suspended for both games in the double, it only leaves Long to come in to partner Tarkovsky in defence. Uh, we've not seen him play a minute in the Premier League so far this season and the first match against City is as likely to see negative points as it is a positive score. But Burnley are always a set-piece threat and the second match at home to Everton is where Burnley players are going to make their money this week. Long doesn't currently appear in the ownership tables on the global dash, which means he's currently owned... 
in around 0% of 16-team leagues. So for possibly the first time, I can say with relative certainty, he will be available to pick up in your draft league this week. Obviously, Collins will be available again next game week, but if he happens to boss these two games, don't doubt that Dyche will keep long around for a bit longer. That's um, that's it for this week. That's about all I've got the energy to uh, put in ahead of the waiver window on Friday morning, ahead of uh, a relatively normal uh, pattern of fixtures over the weekend. Some of you may have been aware that the uh, personal dashboard features on fbldrafthub.com have been down recently. And that's because we've been making some changes under the bonnet, meaning that you now no longer have to sync with your FPL login details. You can simply insert your team ID uh, and get all of the same features that you had before. Um, there could be a bit more disruption to the dashboard moving forward, particularly towards the end of the season. Um, because as I've uh, been mentioning in the previous episodes, there will be some big changes coming up to the site. Uh, this summer so stay tuned for that Uh, as always i will be uh, available to answer any questions on twitter at fbl draft hub pod best of luck for all the moves that you're going to make and as always stay shook